bringing to you. Every time we turn live, and you know it's the truth. Every after show, moving down. This the time we move around. Uh, no gimmicks, podcast is going down. Every night, every time in the ring. This is the time for no gimmicks. No, we doing our thing. What's the state of mind? Take the mind. Moving down a statement when we take the line. This is exactly wrestling the state of time. When you see Stone Cold like me, yeah. the stunner in the world, exactly man what we bring. Every night we move like Brock Lesnar, the F5, no gimmicks. We take you to your limit, what's the feeling? Uh, when we live in the air, you know we on, it's the time. Guarantee we move, you know how we respond. The state is mine, the state is mine when we feel it. Moving down, what's the feeling? Yo, yo, what is up? Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Podcast. Here on the DFPN, we have a great show lined out for you guys tonight. If you're tuning in, this is a very special Saturday edition of the show. And uh, after the week that we just had, we had to come back on here and talk about it early on this Saturday morning. As you guys may or may have not noticed, there's a new theme song for the show. Shout out to Montezzi for providing us with the uh, lyrics on the already rocking beat that we have for it. So uh, new new theme song. So shout out to him for that. As always, my co-host, the fabulous one, Frankie D. What's up, man? What's up, G? First of all, I want to say that new intro is popping, man. I mean, he did a good job on that song. So, sir, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. We uh we we got some stuff we got to talk about today. But before we get to the show, if you are listening and not watching us live, join us at the Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/thatfilmpodcast. Also, subscribe to the Bandcamp at www.thatfilm.bandcamp.com. Both you can get on for as little as three dollars a month and you will get access to live shows and the entire catalog of that film. So let's get into the show, man. We talked about it off air. Yeah. <laughs> we, we talked about it off air. Big week on, on this week. We'll start off there. Tuesday was the first time NXT and AEW went head to head. It didn't end well for AEW. NXT brought out the stars. They brought the stars. I'm talking ratings numbers. I'm talking ratings numbers. We can, we can break this down. But ratings-wise, WWE owned the night. Okay, yeah. So let's clarify something right quick. So this is the first time that they've gone head-to-head, what, on a Tuesday night? Because on a Tuesday they, night, they yeah. used to go head to head all the time on Wednesdays. On Wednesdays, yeah. In which NXT would would lose every single week. They may have maybe you know won once or twice. They won three times total. Yeah, something like that, a couple times, and then yeah. they moved the show to Tuesday. So this past week, yes, they realized okay, we're going to counter program these dudes. We're going to throw everything out, out there and just watch it explode. And that's exactly what happened. Okay. Yep. They brought in the biggest guns they got. They even brought in the American badass, the Undertaker. Out the there. Undertaker. You brought in Cody Rhodes. You brought in John Cena. 
You brought in L.A. Knight, who is probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest babyface on a SmackDown brand right now, and I don't understand it, although I kind of <laughs> get it now after what I saw last night. So, in saying that, Tony Khan also brought the big guns out there. He put on, I thought, better matches than NXT. Hmm. But, but in saying that, 900,000 viewers to 600,000 viewers. Yeah. I, honestly, I thought NXT would be higher than what they got. I mean, they did probably their normal audience there um, with, with that show. So I thought with, with the amount of star power that was on both shows, I thought the numbers would have been higher. So that's just for both shows. shows. For both shows, exactly. So I just that kind of shows me when people say, "Well, you know, this is the greatest time to be a wrestling fan," and all that. Well, where were all the wrestling fans? I'm gonna agree with that because my initial my initial reaction to the rating was, "Damn, we." As a whole, wrestling only pulled in 1.5 million on a Tuesday. Now, I do know that they had uh, the MLB playoffs started on Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday was a bigger night for them, which is why AEW was on a Tuesday. But still, if you have if you have John Cena and The Undertaker on a show, I would imagine that number would be at least for NXT 1.5 million, at least. And then you throw in Cody Rhodes, and then you throw in LA Knight, and then you have the matches that you had. It's not like NXT didn't have bad matches because both shows were great. Both shows did, they put their best foot forward, right, for this night. And for the first time in a long time, I found myself like going back and forth. And I appreciated doing that. I really did because I ended up watching both shows. Um, and it, it played a little bit like it did during the Monday Night War where you have a show on, they go to break, the other shows still, it's like trickle effect. So you're able to catch back and forth and whatever one you like you just stick with i ended up sticking with aw for a while and then i ended up sticking with nxt for a while and i appreciated just the fact that i could do that i loved it but looking at the rating i was like damn man like as good as as good as this was it only pulled in 1.5 million people which is crazy to say because 1.5 million people is normally a good thing. But when you look at it, one show didn't even do a million and it had all the stars on it. And the other show barely cleared 500,000 and it was a great show. So I don't know. I don't know what that says, but I'm like you. It's it's not bringing in. It's not bringing in the fans, man. It's not for whatever no, it's, reason. It's, it's not. And that's, and that's the entire point that myself and other people out there that's in the business that made like where is this audience at where are they i i'll tell you where they are they're gone they have no real reason to watch and i think when it comes down to john cena being on nxt it's not really that big of a deal because 
I think the nostalgia has worn off for John Cena because John Cena has been on SmackDown pretty much every single week. So mm, I get that. What what am I going to watch then for John John Cena for? And then for Undertaker, it's like okay, yeah, that's a big deal for Taker to come out. But damn, I just saw Undertaker. So it, it's not really it's it's not hitting like it used to. Like so, it would hit differently when they would do those um, those special you know, Raw reunion shows or a SmackDown reunion or something like that. That's when it hits differently. But right. you bring a couple of names out on NXT and, and Paul Heyman was also there. You bring a couple of names out on NXT and it just didn't have the same feel. It just didn't like, okay, what else do you got? You know what I mean? Right. So that's why I think right. people would, would, would go back to AEW and what's on AEW where you got Powerhouse Hobbs out there smashing Chris Jericho. You know what I'm saying? You got this this stuff going on over here. You got story development going on over there. But then you right. have you have the Undertaker out there, pretty much squashing Brian Breaker. Right. Like you know, what I mean, and I, and I get that. Okay, yeah, people want to see the choke slam, but I mean, and this is no no fault of the Undertaker, but I just like okay, the the entire presentation of the Undertaker is all wrong right now. Like when that. American yeah, badass man. music hit. First of all, they need to go back to the edit they had back in the 2000s when he first had that. You know, the song with I am American badass. Not this whole intro that they got going on. Then he comes out because people don't know what the hell is going on. Right. They don't they don't know what's going on. So you I mean Taker, obviously the dead man Taker is gone. You got the, the he wants to be the biker. He wants to be himself. That's cool. I'm down with it. You know what I'm saying? Right. But at the same time, you know, Tony Khan is, is reckless with his, his, his tweets, but you kind of got a point there. It's like you got two of your biggest dogs, two of the biggest names ever in the history of the WWE, WWF, and you couldn't even draw a million people to watch the show. And you right. promoted, you promoted this shit. You promoted right. it on the bigger shows. You promoted this on Raw. You promoted this on SmackDown. You have a way bigger audience than AEW does. So I, I understand that. I, I totally get what you're saying. But at the same time, as 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 Booker T said, which I kind of agree with, you had Christian Cage on your show. You had Adam Copeland on your show. You had Chris Jericho on your show. And you guys couldn't even draw 700,000. So yep. what it comes down to is there's a problem with both shows. It ain't just one. It's both of you. No, I agree. I so, definitely agree. And then, and then, like we were talking before we started, like all the the attendance issues that they got going on right now in AEW, like they can't. You know, you look you look at you, the picture of Ricky Sarks up there celebrating the the tag team win with with Big Bill, and he goes on the top rope, and it's a hard camera side, but there's nobody there. Yep, it's terrible. And it's been said that AEW really can't do anything about this attendance issue because they're booked for the rest of the year in these different arenas. And if they change now, then they'll lose their deposit money and, and all this other shit that they put in for these buildings. Right. So now, when Jeff it comes Perry to fix this. Right. When, when, when it comes to that, I'm like, so, and I said this before we got on the air too. It's like you have all these instances of, you know, the the arenas and stuff, but 
if they are able to do what they did on Tuesday and give us content like they did on Tuesday, because it was compelling. Like I, I now want to see what powerhouse Hobbs has in store, right? Since joining Don Callis, I want to stop push, but don't, but don't give him a stop, a starting stop push. Like let it go. Like, okay, are we going to do something with the guy now? Right. Right. That's what I'm wondering here. You got Wardlow back. Are you going to do something now with Wardlow? Right. Which I like that. I like that he's just, he's all business. Comes in, wrecks shit, leaves. I like Powerhouse Hobbs. He's with Don Callis. Don Callis brought out the monster in him. Push these two guys, please. Get And while you're at it, throw in a Lance Archer. Fuck, put Lance Archer in Don Callis. Oh, hell yeah. And, and yeah. let him run him up. You know what I'm saying? Like, give me more of that. But that type of stuff made me, like, this was one of the reasons I stayed on AEW. Because I was like, are they really, are they really gonna have Powerhouse Hobbs smash Chris Jericho? And they pulled the trigger on it. And I was like, hell yeah. And it's funny, it's funny you mentioned uh uh the, the Lance Archer joining Don Callis family. Bro, could you imagine just storyline wise here for a minute, K Fabian for a minute? Could you imagine if Lance Archer was enjoying the Don Callis family and Jake Roberts was with him and Jake the Snake Roberts and Don Callis was a team to working together? Evil the evil minds of Jake oh Roberts and Don God. Callis. That that would be awesome. Yes. That would yes. be awesome. And I think Jake for all the good that Jake is doing now, I, I follow Jake, man. And he's doing real good stuff. He's back with Cheryl yep. now, and I mean he's he's clean and sober and all that. He's happy. He's very happy. Jake should be rewarded, man. Fuck yes. I agree. Yeah. I definitely agree. Hell yeah. I'm real proud of Jake Roberts. Me too. Me too. Nothing but good stuff to say about him. I like like what he's doing. I like where he's at in life. I love it. Got a podcast, a successful podcast going right now. He's doing his thing, man. He's really doing his thing. Yep. Hell yeah. So, but yeah, I would love to see, I would love to see Archer. Matter of fact, I'm going to see Archer tonight. Okay. Because they're doing a wrestling revolver here tonight. Okay. So I'm going to that. But yeah, I would love to see Archer and, and Callis' family. But yeah, stuff like that made me want to tune in and be, be invested. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like that. I didn't like that Swerve lost his match with Brian Danielson. I wanted him to win that match, but I wasn't that mad because we got continuation with him and Hangman. Yeah, and Swerve just beat Hangman. And, right. and we and, and Hangman is a former AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Right. So he, I was I was not mad at that. I was like, yeah. I'm mad that he lost the because I felt like he had a, a big momentum push yeah. going forward. Didn't like that he kind of lost that, but I did like that they had a spot for him to land. That made sense. Let me let me tell you right quick. I'm I'm gonna tell you my my favorite people right now on on AEW TV. Bullet Club Gold. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, Juice Robinson. Yes. Okay. <laughs> the the guns the the guns. I mean, just the whole collective as as a unit. Yeah. My, one of my favorites, uh, Swerve and Prince Nana. Yep, especially Prince Nana. It's a yeah, it's an odd pairing, but it fucking, it fucking works. works. <laughs> yes, 
It works. Big, Big Bill and Ricky Starks. Love Big Bill. Yep. That Love that Big that Bill. duo right there. You know what it reminds me of? Sean Michael and Michaels and, and yep, yep. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah. Like Big Bill, after all these years, has finally come into his own. He finally yep. has found it. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So I'm, and I'm just sure. that because they beat FTR for the belts, right? And just that moment alone, man, I was like, I was so happy for him because you could tell how he looked at the belt, like yeah. it meant something to him. And I was first like, time hell yeah! The first, yeah. first time he's ever had. Yep. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm digging something. those. I'm dig. I'm 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 digging them. Um, I I actually I'm actually digging the Don Callis family. Me too. Yeah. He, Listen, Don Callis is putting together a, a hell of a collective, man. Yeah. A hell of a collective. Yeah. I'm digging you don't Christian even, Cage. Me too. You don't even need Will Ospreay in there full time. And it's still a great faction. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and obviously Adam Copeland. Like, oh, sorry, yeah. So so let me, let me say something right quick about Copeland. So first of all, you can tell Adam is happy as hell to be there. Happy as hell to have fun. Happy as hell to contribute to to AEW. Really wants to help the brand. Yeah. I hope that that stays. I hope that he doesn't have any issues and he keeps that up. Me too. Um, but he looks happy as hell to to be over there, and I'm glad that he got to keep the music. I'm glad that he really hasn't changed anything except right. he's just Adam Copeland. Right. Um. So I I, I want to see where they go with him in the future. I also want to see more Euro on the show and and his wife they need to i mean my god let me let me tell you the biggest transformation that, that has happened in AEW and 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 it is like you, you can't believe this and this is going to the women Tony Storm but oh i was going to say that timeless tony storm is a treasure what do you say <laughs> what what is it titty slap yeah chin up tits out and watch for the shoe. Yeah. Throwing shoes at people. Like, <laughs> this This is a character that is actually working. It's not yes. the outcast or any of that shit. She, you know, you know, it kind of reminds me of the, the Vaudevillians. Remember them when they were in NXT? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what it kind of reminds me of. Hmm. Yeah. So, I like I, it. I, I'm digging. There's a lot of things in AEW right now that I'm, I'm liking. Now... Let's switch to the other side right quick, the WWE. Mm-hmm. I, I I really can't name much except for I'm I'm digging the pairing of the, the street properties with, with Bobby Lashley. I, I've yep. already mentioned before we started the show that I believe that, and this is the idea that I pitched, would be for um, Bobby Lashley, the street profits. Basically, they're the new corporation. The hell right. with the hurt business. They're pretty much the corporation. And I think that they should add more members. And I think the the guy that they should add would be Santos Escobar, having Carlito take Santos' place in the LWO. Yep. That's what I would do. Santos looks like a like he looks good in the suit. The Street Profits and, and Bobby are, are always well dressed. Santos belongs with them. The hell with the LWO. You have this faction versus this other faction because he can say, you know something. I don't like the fact that first of all you. Stole my United States Championship, Ray Mysterio. Okay, and then all of a sudden you bring this guy in to take basically to take my place. You're right. So I would do that. 
I like it. And have Nick Aldis basically at some point turn heel and he sides with the corporate team. These are his guys. Is Nick Aldis is also Nick, also a guy that that wears a suit, and also is a guy that speaks, you know, proper and all that shit. Yep. So that's what I that's what I would do. It'd be um, a hell of a first step for Nick Aldis. Absolutely, I like absolutely. it. Yeah, so I would go. That's that's what I would do. I I would yeah I would do that because I mean the bloodline. Look, let me tell you something. Let me let me tell you what really grinds my gears. <laughs> When I'm watching the uh, the end of the uh, oh Grayson Waller and, and Austin Theory, I like that team, especially Grayson Waller, man. Yeah, that dude, that dude is just money. Money. But uh, so when the match ended and Cody and um, and Jay Uso were going to the back, all of a sudden you hear Roman Reigns music, hit. and the first thing you see coming through the the tunnel was Jimmy and Solo, mm-hmm. and they're confronting Dustin or. Dustin confronting Cody <laughs> confront well shit man you got blind air too anyway so <laughs> you confronting uh you confronting Cody and Jay and I'm like this is so stupid like why did we go through all this BS a few months ago of, of him not wanting to be in the bloodline anymore so all of a sudden now Jimmy is kind of playing this delusional character where he thinks like everything is all good I mean, he's out there, you know, he's out there, you know, laughing and grinning or whatever, and up there with Solo. Solo's focused ahead. Solo yep. is looking right, but but Jimmy is just playing this crazy, and I'm like, this shit is whack, man. Like, y'all really have fucking run out of ideas. I said this, and then I watched a movie. <laughs> and, like, yeah. it made sense to me. So, watch the movie The Usual Suspects. And then we'll we'll talk. Yeah, I think you brought this up on the last episode we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I, I mean I understand that, but it was the the whole point I'm making is that you did all that storytelling for nothing. Nothing. Pretty much. Jay Jay is out there now. I mean, Jay's winning. Jay's developed his own personality now, own character. Yep. He's doing his own thing. It, 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 Jay, Jay with the crowd. You know what Jay with the crowd reminds me of? He reminds me of Booker T, WCW, 1998, Booker T. When Booker T was out there doing that, that's what yeah, he reminds me yeah. of. It just, it's just for the time right now. Hmm. So I don't, I, don't I, I never that. noticed that until you said that. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Yeah, I pay attention to shit. So that's pretty much the only thing I can think of that I'm enjoying over there are, are those – those couple things. And, and by the way, I, I will be this uh, coming Friday, next Friday. I will be at SmackDown. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm going to be front row. Oh, nice. Yeah, ringside. Yeah, I'm going to be there. All right. Well, I'll tune in. Yeah. I'll tune in. And, I, and, and people will get to look at because I haven't figured it out yet. But you will see me because I'm going to be the motherfucker in there that's going to be wearing the NWO red and black or it's going to be a red wolf NWO shirt. I don't be decked out. That's all I'm be. I'm, as soon as the, the camera hits me, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. I, I will make sure I tune in. And I'll be like, hey, so, so, uh, and I'll be like, hey, so wait a minute. So, you, yeah. So, Hunter wants me in the back? Okay. So, I'll, I'll go mm. ahead and head to the back. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of Hunter. 
Um, <laughs> speaking of Hunter, we uh, got with this whole Tuesday night war drink, a whole bunch of barbs going back and forth. And still afterwards, barbs are going out, but only from one side, which, which leads me to this. <laughs> Tony Khan. Yeah. Is is wilding the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> Bro. I don't think he took the loss well. No, he didn't he didn't take it well. I can understand. I understand why he wouldn't take it well. He put his <laughs> he, he put everything out there, but I, but 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 Tony has to understand something. When you're out there tweeting this shit and you're supposed to be the president of a company and you're tweeting this petty bullshit this petty like high school shit you make your company look bad you make people not want to support your brand and i think a lot of the problems mm-hmm. that's going on right now with aw I, I hate to say this but it's the truth and that's all we do here on no gimmicks is keep it 1000 all the time tell the truth i think a lot of the issues that's going on right now with aw it's Tony Khan. I think a lot of people have lost faith in Tony Khan's ability to book a wrestling show. I think a lot of people have not liked the way he's handled things in the past. Cody Rose, CM Punk. I think mm-hmm. this this all plays a factor. So Jay Cargill. Jay Cargill. They've kind of, in my opinion, kind of given up on the product. And they have got to figure out some way creatively to bring these people back. You have got to bring these people back to the arenas. Because if you don't bring these people back to the arenas, then you don't make money. That's right. at the end of the day. That's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be making right. money. You you drop the ball with CM Punk and and the Elite. That should have been your feud. That feud should have been uh, that it that was your to shit. It should it should have led you to the promised land. It should have led you to blood and guts. Yep. It should have led you to the promised land. Did you not. had you had you had a monster in the Elite versus CM Punk and FTR. That was a monster feud that you had. You put your shit aside. Let me let me tell you. You put your shit aside. If you're a professional, you put it aside for the betterment of this company. That's what we're supposed to be doing here. I may not like you. I may not like you personally. But you can trust me that I'm going to go out there and I'm going to protect you. I'm not going to intentionally hurt you. I'm not going right. to go out there and, and shoot on you in the ring. I'm going to follow the story. We don't have to be friends. We ain't got to be. We ain't got to be enemies either. Right. We make money. That's the whole point of this. We want to grow this business. We want to grow this company because look what we're up against. Right. And that's not what happened here. It's not. Nobody. Nobody's foot was put down here. You know, when Edge and Matt Hardy had that issue, they did. They put that shit aside and did their thing. It might have been one-sided, but they did their thing. They put it aside. I agree. I so agree. that's what should have happened here. But you let people dictate and say, well, I ain't working with this person. I'm not working with that person. Whatever. And it's like there's so much just bad publicity that came out of that. They have not recovered from this. They have never recovered from the, from the Cody shit. You have not recovered from the elite CM Punk shit. You have not recovered from the CM Punk shit lately. And I said it before we start recording. I think that the first suspension with CM Punk, I don't think those people came back when they found out he was coming back. 
I think they just said, I agree with you. I just I say this, said the, said the hell with it. We're not, we're not even going to deal with this. If you noticed, they've only hit 1 million viewers one time since that whole incident. Once. And you notice they've only hit what 1. whatever million they did on Rampage one time. Yep. And now it's CM Punk's debut. And speaking yep. of CM Punk, you know, there's there's rumors going around right now that, you know, WWE turned him down for a return and all that. And, and, and so I will say this. If I'm the WWE and I'm negotiating with CM Punk and I don't want people to know about it, I'm not going to tell the media about it. I'm not going right. to tell the sheets about what we're doing creatively. I'm not going to tell anybody because that's what we're doing. You keep that under wraps. Of, under the surprise. Exactly. Keep it under wraps. So yeah. I don't buy it that they're not negotiating with CM Punk. There's too much money on the table for that. No, I at, agree. The, at the end of the day, it's all about making money. You see, Vince McMahon would have put his bullshit aside for business. Yeah. You do what's best for business. That's always been the motto of the WWE. Do what's best for business. Well, bringing CM Punk back into the fold, in my opinion, will be best for business. Survivor Series Chicago is the perfect place to bring CM Punk back. If CM Punk doesn't return in Chicago, then he ain't coming back. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. But going back to Tony Khan. Yeah. If you noticed earlier in the show, we talked about all the shit that we like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Tony Khan's name did not come up in this shit at all. Right. <laughs> at all. And this is what I think needs to happen. Tony Khan needs to get out of the spotlight. Go dark on social media, Twitter specifically. Don't have your, your name out at all. Unless you're announcing something for another business that you have. But wrestling-related, keep, keep it out your mouth. Don't sit, don't address a fan. Don't do nothing. Just go dark on it. He ain't going to do that. I know he ain't because Tony, Tony is high-key petty <laughs> yeah. at a high level. Like, his pettiness is, like, elite, no pun intended. But, oh, Talking, talking like we're talking with Ebonics. He ain't gonna do that. He's not gonna do that. <laughs> gonna do that. Yeah. But again, he needs to. He needs to just go dark, man, and let your talent. Vince Russo said this shit too. Go dark. Let your talent shine. Run this from the background. Keep the negative press to a minimum while you're in the background and let your company run that way because we highlighted a whole bunch of stars that they have that they can push. Push these guys. Yeah. Showcase them. Give them the spotlight. Let them go on the radio shows and, and put their names out. Let them do that. You don't need to be doing that. If you are a ratings guy, in which this is problem number one for, for Tony Khan, he's way focused on the ratings. 
if you are a ratings guy, then you thank the folks when when the rating is good. You thank them when the rating is bad. You just thank them for watching. If you're that much of a ratings guy, he's only done that. He did it Tuesday because it was such a big event. But rarely, if he has a bad rating, Tony Khan ain't saying nothing. So this is what he needs to do. Take the spotlight off himself and put it on the talent. But, you know, I'll say this, too, in in, in saying this. So don't get it twisted. WWE responded to the fact that Dynamite was going to be on Tuesday. Oh, yeah, most definitely. That's their night for NXT. They don't come in nobody like this. They they responded. They took on the challenge. That was a they show knew, of force. It was. They knew. It was a show of force. They knew exactly what they were doing. So this leads me to this point. So, Ari Emanuel has basically given Triple H full reins of creative control in WWE. Yep. Vince McMahon has been removed from the creative process. So McMahon is pretty much the man that used to be the man. Now he has an answer to the man, pretty much. And now... Ari Emanuel is talking about the possibility of moving Raw to either Tuesday or Wednesday night. He says Monday is passe. Now, if Raw moves to Wednesday and it's going to go head-to-head with Dynamite, AEW is in serious trouble. If they do that, yes. They are in serious trouble because the fans out there, the AEW haters out there, they are going to watch the shit out of Raw, even if it sucks. Despite AEW. Despite AEW. Yes. That's that's the, the animus right now in the business for AEW. And I see, I've get seen out it. Of this. Yeah. I've seen it. I see it on social media. Like, people are very, very quick to complain about AEW. Yeah. So, if, if anything happens... For WWE, and they're going head to head with AEW. Best believe they're coming out in droves, and they will bash AEW like crazy. They will. Oh, oh, you're you're gonna see, you're gonna see Roman's ass on Raw. Is what you're gonna see. Quick, fast. They, they, they're gonna they're gonna end the brand split. Oh yeah, quick, fast. They, they, you, they're gonna you're gonna see the biggest people they have out there just to prove a point that they can. Right. We've seen this in the past. They did it Tuesday. They did it just because they could. Exactly. And there there was no reason to take NXT and and bump that shit up on steroids the way they did. No. That's what they did. They did it just Just because they could. could Just to prove a point. Yep. Just to prove a point. They wanted to spank, spank them down. Just to say, we are the WWE. You are not. We've we've been doing this. You just got started. Humble right. yourself. And you can't you can't use that excuse anymore of well, they're only a five year old company. You you can't do that anymore. Because they've been around in this context, time. in this context, it kind of applies. And it applied not not for an excuse, but to say WWE is way more experienced at big shows. They're experienced at this shit. They're battle tested. No, I they've get that. Gone, I, I get they've that. gone through the wars and they've done that. They know what good television can be. They've been tested before. 
Yeah, but and, my whole and, point, my whole point of it is this: WCW had not been in existence that long when they launched Nitro. Right. So it's was kind no, of the same story. Kind of same, there was no excuses there. Yeah, either, it's, it's, either going shit or get out the pot. Exactly, which is why I almost want AEW to to take the challenge, man. Fuck it, like TNA took that challenge one time. It didn't go well for them, but they were still drawing more than AEW, though. Exactly, but that's my that's my point. AEW's in a position, and Tuesday was a very good indicator because, listen, as much as I want to sit here and say, like. That didn't bode well for them. The fact that they went up against that shit and they still, on the back end of it, WWE didn't reach a million and it was, what, 300-some-odd thousand off of them? Yeah. yeah. That's not, it's really not, it's not that much of a watch, man. Like, it no, really No, isn't. it wasn't. No, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't see, and I told you this, I said, I don't see how people... Could be looking at this as like a big victory. Oh, we suck it to AEW. No, no, you really didn't. You it, didn't. It did not. It just proved right there that your guys are are not draws. Right. But on on the back end of that, it's like, well, you did go up against that shit. Like they threw some strong, they threw some strong balls at you, bro. They did. Yeah. <laughs> like they threw some some heat at you, and you hung in there. So. For me, it would kind of give me the confidence to say, well, if if I went up against that on a Tuesday, knowing that this won't always be the case, I'm kind of confident in going up against NXT again. Like me. I would be I would be very confident and say, hey, all right, fine. If y'all want to move to Wednesday, I'll move to Tuesday. And we can do this every week with NXT. Yeah. I, don't know, I guess I guess we'll see what happens. Like, yeah, just just it's it was interesting. Tuesday was an interesting night for me. Yeah. Cause I'm like, both shows did great. You could tell both shows were were trying to win the night. You could tell that. Yeah. Just the programming. And the fact that dynamite, listen, this is one of the best dynamites they've had in a while. It was. It really was. The fact that they they did that show that way, if they can do that weekly, I wouldn't mind seeing them going up against Raw. I really wouldn't. But they, they have to be consistent. Yeah. They have to be consistent. Now, on top of that, they got too much TV right now. So They do. They do. It's a lot, but if hopefully they took some learning lessons from from Tuesday. I hope they did. Because it was good television, and they do have a lot of TV, but you can you can continue a lot of this stuff on the TV. Yeah, you dude. I don't. Yeah, I, like you got dynamite. Move your shit from dynamite to collision. Yeah, you can. You definitely can. So, yeah, interesting stuff. But speaking of Vince, <laughs> and with his whole whole debacle, do you believe Vince is on his way out? I think Vince McMahon is having uh, seller's remorse. You think right so? I think he is, yeah. And I said this a while ago. I said that we were going to see where this was going to lead us. And I think that Vince isn't happy with the uh, conclusion here because, once again, this guy has always been the one to be in control. 
and he is not in control anymore. And now Triple H is in control, and WWE is moving on without him. I think he has a real big problem with that. I think so, too. I think that he's going to sabotage his his organization that he have created. <laughs> I really believe that. I think that Vince McMahon is, I think he's still pissed off about being forced into retirement. I think he's pissed off that nobody really believed his side of the story. I think it's, he's pissed off that his own, probably his own family members didn't stick with him. Yep. And um, he says, oh, the hell with these people. I have an axe to grind. I said, before I let my, my family have this shit, I'm going to sell it. I got to agree with you. I got to agree with you. And that's just based on the moves he's made. Yeah. And the very fact that Ari Emanuel himself has come out and said that he's tapping Triple H and giving him the creative power, that press conference they did was really telling man like pretty much blaming vince for the reason the stock is going down the stock price is going down um being willing to to shift around the schedule for one of vince's creations monday night raw has long been a staple on monday so the fact that ari manuel himself is like i'm willing to move it it seems like there's a bit of heat there between him and Vince McMahon. I, I and, think I, I think he fully intended Vince to be a part of this venture. Yeah. And now it, it's I don't know what's going to happen here. It, it, listen, people have made memes about this and joked about it before. Don't be surprised if you see Vince McMahon show up on Dynamite. Don't be surprised. Hell, Wolfrey's over. Because yep. right now, and just the fact that Vince has his shares up for sale for Endeavor. Now, think about that. He is still the majority owner. <laughs> and he's selling his share, his shares. He's got his shares for sale. Yeah. What, what, what does that tell you? The man don't need the money. I'm, just, wa- I'm washing my hands. Stay the hell with it. Yeah, I'm I, watching I think, my hands. I think, I think that Vince probably figures, hey, listen, yeah, I, they, 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 they're dumb enough to buy this thing, and it's not even worth what they bought it for. I made billions, and I'm going to get rid of it. Yep. And that speaks to the fact that this was this was all revenge. Yep. <laughs> this was all revenge. Oh, y'all want to kick me out? Hold on. Y'all not, I'm selling the company. I'm coming back. I'm going to be the head. I'm going to sell this company. I'm going to make this money. And then I'm going to sell my shares. And yeah, then, he forced his way back in. Yeah. Now, you have to force, force, his way, force his way back in. Yeah. And Stephanie said the hell, and, and, and Stephanie said the hell with this. Re- resigned immediately. Yep. yep. Yeah. So I, I'm on the belief that Vince is probably on his way out. He's, he's, he's got his money. He's going to make more money. And then he's getting out. I, I tend to agree with that. If you and realize if he, he doesn't own it anymore. It's, nope. WWE is not his anymore. Nope. As of September 1st. He made the choice. Yep. So. Yeah, that's 
I am like, it's going to be interesting. It's very interesting. So when I knew about, <laughs> when I knew about the cell, I was like, mm. and then when his, when his shares went up for sale, I was like, oh yeah, he's out. <laughs> he's definitely out. He's out. But yeah, man, that's, that's some crazy stuff. All right. Let's get to the last one. Uh, last night, SmackDown, we had a very interesting encounter. Yes. <laughs> very interesting encounter. Two things, two things very much came to mind with me. And this is with Jade Cargill meeting finally on screen Charlotte Flair. Yeah. And two things stuck out to me immediately. The first one is that everywhere Jade's been, Triple H has been there. He is yes. stamping. This is like him in China. It gives I don't me, know about that part, but go ahead. Well, it gives me that vibe. I'm not saying like verbatim. But I get the vibe of Hogan and McMahon. That's what I get. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. We can go with that. Yeah. We can go with that. But, I, I'm not going to say Triple H in China. It's, no, fuck no. Okay. I can go. I can get with. I can get with Hogan and McMahon. I can get with that. That's a. That's a. It's like. Rough. It's like. Hey, Hulkster. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, Bruno San Martino beat my my new guy here, Hulk Hogan. You know, this mm. this is going to be the future here. This is this guy here. You know, that's you know. Yeah. Okay. I got that. We can go with that. Which leads me to number two. Jade did not look ready for that moment. Nah, she didn't. <laughs> she. Did not look ready for that. I'm moment. a Jade. I'm a Jade Cargo fan. Being a fan of her, me too. One. But me no, too. She, she, you, you have, and I, and I made this analogy, and and before I was making now, you know, on screen. So in WCW, you had the WCW wrestlers. You have the WWF superstars. AEW has the wrestlers. WWE has superstars. It's a difference here. I didn't think so before, but there is because the WWE superstars. They're way up here, man. They're like they're on a whole different plane. Jay Cargill looked like a, a peon next to Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Jeez. Flair is what you would call a mega star. She yep. is like she is basically she is the female version of her father, is what she is in this business. Right. And the aura, you can the, see the auras. Yeah, like you can the, see the, it. The the icon, Charlotte Flair, the queen. And then you have, yeah. oh, I, yeah, I, I know who you are, and you, you, I'm just going to let you know, you ain't down there anymore. You're not, you're not some, you know, big fish in a small pond. You are a a big fish in in an ocean, pretty much is what you yeah. are. Yeah, yeah. And you're, you're, you're in the shark the, tank. You're looking at the shark. Yeah. That's that's kind of what I I get from this. But I will say this, and we talked about this offline. The top females right now in the WWE. Are Charlotte Flair, yep. Bianca Belair, yep. Becky Lynch. Yep. That's it. Yep. So if you got these other girls there, like the Eos guys, like the Zelina Vegas, like the uh, Piper Nivens and, and, and Chelsea Greens, 
they're all fighting for TV time. What do you think that's going to do for Jay Cargill when she's coming in and they're trying you to push her? You can't cut the line. You can't oh. cut the line. And I and I and I just think that Jay just Jay looked Jay looked like a superstar, but then you compare her to Charlotte Flair, like you side by side. Oh, it's glaring. It was glaring. Yeah, yeah. and it's like, and, and Jade is just like, I like Jade. I always have. But Jade was very much protected in AEW. She yeah. was protected, and they and they basically, hot, you know, hit the, the negatives and sent the positives of Jade Cargill. Yep. And she was undefeated. And, and like I said, she was protected down there. Up here, I don't know if she's going to have that same protection. Of course, you're not going to beat Jay Cargill out the gate, but her first match is going to determine in a lot of the fans' minds, especially who have not seen her. What's the she hype? She really about was. She said, what, what, they what is she hype? Was. Exactly. What's the, what's the hype here about Jay Cargill? She so has I, to make a big impact. She on absolutely first match. does. She yeah. does. And they need to put her in there with someone that can that can carry her. I would say put her in there with with Natalia. That's what I would put her in there with. Because I don't know, man. Natalia's too technical. She's too technical. Well, but 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 see if they if they it's dark, a, it's a pre-plan, yeah, pre pre-plan yeah. pre-plan a match, and just give her the key spots that she needs to do, and she'll be fine. But you but but Natalia, the reason I, the reason I said Natalia is because Natalia is a worker that can be I hate to say it like this, but can be sacrificed. Because she is kind of the match. Like if you can have a good match with Natalia, then that gets you ready for the Baileys and right. the Eagle Skies that. and the Becky Lynch's and all these different people. That gets you ready. Natalia is pretty much like she is like um she's kinda like the the in the role of like Razor Ramon. Like if you can beat Razor and have a good match with Razor, Razor gets you, you ready a good for, match with, anybody, for, with yeah. Shine. You know what yeah. I mean? Get you ready for Yeah, I get that. And yeah. in my brain, my brain goes back to like when they had a big female debut. Um, the person they they would put her in there with was Alicia Fox in yeah. the modern day, but she's not there anymore. So right. it's I don't know. Other than Natalia, I don't know who you would who that person would be. I I don't really know. I mean, but I also think like anybody would be a rate, sacrifice. Yeah, the work rate. Of a Natalia versus Jay Cargill, it's it's there's levels, and I don't know if to me it would be like Goldberg versus William Regal. Yeah, but but it it doesn't have to be. And like I said, you just you pre-plan the steps of the match and go out there and and you you basically listen. This is what we're gonna do. Hit this move. Hit this move. Hit this move. It doesn't have to be as long as they practice the match and nothing goes wrong. Yeah. I, William Regal just saw that they he was doing what he was told to do, and, and that's what it was with Goldberg. A little yeah. bit different story here. They're they're gonna yeah. make sure that Jade looks like they're, put, they're putting up they're putting a lot of, of an investment in Jade Cargill, so they're not just gonna right. have her go out there and look like a Jabro. Right. They're gonna have her go out there and look as best as she can to stick it to AEW. I I can get with that. And you know, I Cody is probably gonna. <laughs> gonna work with have you, some you know? input yeah. yeah exactly so you know so it should be should be okay 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 but yeah i just saw that and i did not feel good <laughs> I, no i didn't feel i didn't, I feel didn't good get a warm fuzzy from it. no because it's almost like and I know it's kayfabe a storyline but 
watching it's almost like as if you know Charlotte dismissed her like right. you're not you're not worth my time and I'm like look man Charlotte should have been they should not have they should not have done it with Charlotte it should have been yeah, with you somebody worked your way else. up to that yeah you it should have been with somebody else it should have been like some random person back like it could have even been EO Sky that she was back there but Bailey and EO Sky back there and then all of a sudden you know Triple H comes up and says oh hey listen this is Jay Cargill, our our new uh, women's women's wrestler. Would, like, oh, here's the women's champion over here, and then she could have had a face to face with with Bailey, because I'm pretty sure Jay's gonna come in as a heel. Yeah. So you could have have a face to face with with Bailey, just you know looking her up and down as if like you're not worth my time, and now I'm staring at that. Right. You know, because she had the right. baddie section and all that shit when she's in AEW, so you could have kept. You know, I'm that I'm that bitch. Could have. That's what I would have done. Yeah. You could have. Hey, I, I'm agreeing with you there. Going with Charlotte right off the bat. I mean, yeah, you want to create a moment, but I don't. That moment just it didn't feel right for me. Uh, it was like, uh, this don't feel good. <laughs> like I want, I want to be like, I want to see it and be like, oh hell yeah, finally, like let's make this happen. Not right off the bat. I'll tell you real quick before we wrap it up. One thing I did see that I that I loved uh, this week, I saw the promo for Alexis King, mm. aka Brian Pillman Jr. I loved it. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you, I loved it. Oh, I, I, I loved the hell out of it. It was, it was. I great. loved it. I was like, that is what he should have been in AEW. Oh, he's about to stick it to AEW, bro. Oh, super hard. <laughs> no, 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 no. Y'all dropped the ball on this one. Yep. No, Y'all no, dropped no, the ball. No varsity blondes bullshit. Nope. Uh, you about to see? Uh, he, I don't even. He, he doesn't even want to be Brian Pillman Jr. No. He, and I like to look the the black hair up here with the, with the black. I'm like this guy. This guy's reinvent his way, reinvent himself. Exactly, mm-hmm. I'm digging. I can't, I can't wait to see his, uh, his debut. Yeah. So, what you real, real, real quick before we, before we wrap up here, um, there was an interesting segment on um, NXT. It involved Paul Heyman and uh, Ava Rain. Mm. So, do we, do we see Ava Rain joining the Bloodline? It's too early for her. I agree. But was it too early for Dominic Mysterio? No. In the in looking back on it, no. Because he built he built himself. He built himself up. Now, do I have that same confidence in Ava Rain? Not so much. I I have confidence in her that she can do it. You think so? I can she, be proven she's wrong. She's the it's- daughter of the great one. She is, but I think for me, if they're going to do that, because we haven't seen Ava Rain on her own, right? She's always been. She was with Schism, yeah. Yeah, she's been associated with the group. I would like to see her stick around NXT for a little bit. Yeah. and, And establish herself as a single star. Yeah. Before we get her going up to the bloodline, right now she's 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 roaming without a home because from what I know, schism is done. It is. So right now, I would say build yourself up, 
establish yourself as a singles competitor in NXT, then make the jump. And then at that point, at that point, you can go ahead and put her in the bloodline. And then she'd be a viable threat to the women's division. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. So. But I don't think it would ha- it would hurt her hanging around the bloodline. No, it wouldn't. No, at all. At all. Just for my taste. As with the Jade thing, like my thoughts were, stick around NXT, get used to the system, then make the jump. It's yeah. like that with Ava, Ava Rain. Get your feet wet as a singles competitor. Stick around for a while. Prove you don't really need anybody. You could be a viable threat to the women's division in NXT. Do what you can there, then make the jump. Join the bloodline. You're established. Day one. I can see it. That was me, though. I pushed it right to the bloodline. (laughs) And that's probably how it's going to go. It's yeah. probably what's gonna happen. They're probably gonna push her to the bloodline. Yeah. Just that that interaction with Paul Heyman was very interesting. Yeah. It was very interesting that Paul Heyman had uh fucking snow white gray hair. And then <laughs> last you know, SmackDown last night it was it was back to being black. He missed pulled, his die day. Pulled, pulled, pulled in the old Eric Bischoff. Yeah. <laughs> missed his die day, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> he was K for NXT. Right. <laughs> they probably told him, like, dude, you need to cut that hair, man. That's what Kevin Nash said all the time. Vince, when, when Nash would come back, and Vince was like, Kevin, that hair. Like, all right, Vince. Yeah, die that <laughs> shit. <laughs> yep. If there's, no, if, there, if there's one person who knows about dye at 78 years old, it's Vince McMahon. He knows all about hair dye. Man. I'm over here got mafioso now. Yep. Yep. We've waited so long to have you in our family. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Final thoughts. What you got? Uh, Well, why don't you repeat that? Because you broke up there. Oh, final thoughts. What you got? Final thoughts is Tony Khan stopped tweeting. (laughs) Just let it roll down your back, man. Stop tweeting. If Let it go, need, bro. If you need help in creative services, the No Gimmicks podcast is here for you. We can be freelance people. You can have us watch your show and we'll critique it and tell you what's wrong. I already do half the time. Have so. our people call, you know, have your people call our people, pretty much. I was going to say, yeah. We'll get back to you. Yeah. I can be bought. Everybody has a price. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, let me get a let me let me get a special shout out to the United States Department of Nerds podcast. They just did an Ahsoka watch party this week. That's going to be dropping very short, very shortly on uh, the Patreon. You might want to check that show out, uh, especially when they start talking about Episode Five, because bro, they had a special guest on there, and this this dude just he, he like it literally blew up the scene. It was I, it was awesome. I'm not yeah. gonna lie to you. It, it, it was it was crazy what happened. So if you want to see that, you're gonna enjoy it. You need to join the Patreon for three dollars. The DFPN on Patreon three dollars gets you all the uncut content before anybody else gets it. All right, check it out. DFPN Patreon. It's where it's at. 
Yep. You know it. Yeah, that was a that was a really dope episode, man. Yeah. And the special guest did his thing. Oh, he did. It was nice. It was he awesome. Did. He did. So, hell yeah. So check it out. Um, also, if you're on the Patreon, uh, come back later today. Uh, myself and Mac, a.k.a. your boy, will be doing a uh, our series. We're bringing it back. Uh, filling out or not, where we listen to an album and we rate it. And today is going to be Smokey Robinson's new album, Gasms. Wait, so, Smokey Robinson did a new album? Yes. Oh, shit. Yes. So tune in. <laughs> Should be fun. The album is called Gasms, by the way. So, I know what he meant by that. <laughs> 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 so yeah, we'll be we'll be reviewing that later today. And cool. um yeah, man. I think that's all I got. All right. So other than that, yeah, uh help control the pet population, have your pet spayed or neutered. Okay. <laughs> that's it, man. Thank that's y'all good. for tuning in to episode fifty-four of the No Gimmicks Podcast here on DFPN. Until next time, people. Enjoy the fucking wrestling. And long live the empire. And long live the empire. Peace. (laughs) And I know it's off and it's off and it's off and it's we give them no gimmick. Yeah. And I know it's off and it's off and it's off and it's we give them no gimmick. Yeah. And I know it's off and it's off and it's off and it's we give them no gimmick. And I know it's all been this, all been this, all been this. We give them no gimmicks, gimmicks.